This is In the Zone, your home for Salina Sports Talk. High school sports, Kansas Wesleyan and Bethany, KU, K-State, and Wichita State. Wait, is there anything these guys don't cover? You're in the zone. What is up? Welcome into In the Zone today here on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL. I'm Jackson Schneider, your host for the show as always. Uh, Today... Busy, busy show. Lots of headlines to get to. Lots of uh, newsy elements, but also a lot of fun. We've got plenty more Big 12 Football Media Days audio that we are still working through. And today, I'm very excited about what we've got coming up here in just a little bit. Our first guest will be K-State senior offensive lineman Cooper Beebe, who is a fantastic interview and a guy with a ton of potential. He's coming back to K-State for one more run this year, trying to win another Big 12 championship, and all the while push himself towards a potential NFL draft pick. And there's some people that are thinking Cooper Beebe might just be a first-round NFL draft pick as well. So that'll be great. And then we'll finish the show with a little bit of a lengthy interview, but a great interview nonetheless. The with the voice of the K-State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson, who uh, is a regular guest on our show, but it's always fun when we get to catch up with him in other areas, especially down in, in Dallas, and we really just got to talking, and sometimes you just you just let it go. So a little over 20 minutes with the voice of the Cats, so that'll come to finish the show. Uh, but until then... Let's start working through some of these headlines because there are a ton of them. It's like they knew we needed to catch up on some things. But let's start with the Salina Central news for today because the Mustangs announced their 2023 Hall of Fame induction class this morning on social media. It is a class that includes uh, three individuals and one team. The individuals include... Ashley Keats, which was a track and field athlete, and Ashley Keats finished first in both the javelin and the 100-meter hurdles in 2001, and also took third in the 300-meter hurdles, Uh, and she's just an outstanding athlete in track and field ranks, and uh, will be going in with the likes of also Chris Crank, who was active with Salina Central between 1946 and 2001. Uh, He was also the leader of the boys golf team. Uh, And and man, you know, reading some of these, I there's being new to Salina. There's so many people that I didn't even know kind of existed really. And that's kind of my own arrogance or or I guess uh, my, my own uh, just, misinformation maybe or lack of information but I love these releases because I learn about some of the history of Salina and Salina Central in this case athletics that I just never would have known uh, but he he was the head coach again of the the boys golf team and won a couple state titles and he will be entered into the class this year and then he will also be joined by Maurice Henry uh, who suffered a severe ankle injury that limited him to only 
two full games as a junior. Maurice Henry then came back as a senior on the football field as one of the top football prospects in the state of Kansas. Uh, he was a running back and linebacker, which earned all city, all area, and all Class 5A state recognition following his senior season. He's one of the top football prospects, again, in the state of Kansas. He was also a track and field athlete, was the state runner-up in the long jump, both as a sophomore and a junior, and finished third in the 100-meter dash and fifth in the 200-meter dash as well. So uh, Maurice Henry. And then the team is the 1993 Salina Central football team. It's the final induction into the Hall of Fame, which won... Uh, again, Salina Central won six Class 5A state titles in a span of 13 seasons. The Mustangs were one of the most dominant programs in all of Kansas, and that run started with the 1993 team, uh, which returned a strong group of players from a team that reached the semifinals the year prior. Uh, but a br- brutal early season schedule had the Mustangs just 2-2 two and two through the first month of the season. But under head coach Marvin Diener, they would not lose another game the rest of the way, going all the way to win 24-14 over Liberal in the state championship. And uh, it was the first state title by a Salina Public School in the 25-year history of the Kansas football playoffs. So big achievement there and all those inductions. You can read about this at uh, KSAL.com there. As we uh, got to move again, packed show today, very busy. So I got to keep moving, unfortunately. Uh, can't sit on that for quite too long. Next one is KU baseball player uh, and first baseman and catcher. He, he played multiple spots. Cole Elvis uh, is his name, but he just earlier today signed a free agent contract with the Minnesota Twins. He transferred to Kansas for just one season, his final year of college eligibility to play under head coach Dan Fitzgerald in his first year leading Kansas. Um, But he signed as a catcher with the Twins organization and uh, was a big leader of the KU team last year, leading them in home runs, RBIs, total bases, and at-bats. And he was also tied with the most doubles. And his 14 home runs were the most by a Jayhawk since the year 2009. And with 10 of those 14 home runs coming in the sixth inning or later of all the games that he had played in. So big stuff. Cole Elvis joining the Minnesota Twins organization. Uh, Another really cool thing that just dropped earlier this morning, and this is... um, impactful for high school sports in our area but this year with high school football season in our area there's going to be a really cool element that's been added and in the past since the uh, riverfront stadium was built down in wichita the home of the Wichita Wind Surge. There have been a few different football games that have been played there just as like a one-off fun occurrence. Well, those things were so well done, so well received that this year there will be seven high school football games taking place at Riverfront Stadium. Seven different games featuring 13 area teams, and it is absolutely a big, big, big deal uh, to, to get this 
sort of an event. It's, it's just a series that they're going to be starting. It's going to be called the Air Capital High School Football Series at Riverfront Stadium. and It'll start on Friday, September 29th as Mays South and Mays High will play at Riverfront. Then a week later on Friday, October 6th, it'll be Bishop Carroll against Cape and Mount Carmel in the Holy War. Saturday, October 7th, Wichita West versus Wichita North. Then the next week on Thursday, October 12th, Wichita Northwest versus Wichita West. And then on Friday, October 13th, you get Andover and Andover Central. And then Thursday, October 19th, you get Bueller against McPherson. And finally, Friday, October 20th, will be Derby versus Newton. So 13 area teams, a lot of big rivalries, high-profile games, amped up even more so by being played at Wichita's Riverfront Stadium. Really, really cool thing for them to put together. And I hope I hope it's a continuing thing because I know that there may be some fans or spectators that may not like the viewing or the optics, I guess, of watching a football game in a baseball stadium. But for a high school athlete to step onto a field like that in a, in a stadium like that, that is a lifetime memory. It's it's about the kids, right? And they're they're already going out there and playing football, and you only get so many of those games in high school. It's a finite number. So why not make them as memorable as possible? And in the city of Wichita, if you've got a facility like that, why not? Right? I'm sure Riverfront Stadium will love it because the attendance should be really good, because fans will want to come and see that. But from the athletes' perspective, and the, even the cheerleaders and the, the pep band, like kids that are going to that game are going to be a part of it, that'll march or perform at halftime, all the things that go along with the pomp and circumstance of high school football, doing it in an environment like that, that's just going to be all the more special as well. So really cool to see, and again, you can read about that online with all the news that's coming out about it today. And the final thing that I have for you in our headline segment is the NBA Summer League is over. We have a champion of the NBA Summer League, and the Cleveland Cavaliers went 6-0 and in Summer League in the tournament format that they utilize, winning the Summer League championship, and wouldn't you know it, the NBA, you don't know, you don't just get rings anymore for winning the NBA Finals, for winning a championship like that. No, they are now giving away championship rings for NBA Summer League. And I find that to be a little bit ridiculous. I don't know if that's a sponsorship thing, because if somebody's willing to foot, foot that bill and buy the rings... You know, the NBA is going to nod their head and say, yes, absolutely, give us your money and give the players a ring. But the idea behind it just seems a little bit silly. It's the equivalent of playing spring training in baseball, and the team that has the best record wins the spring training championship, and that's a thing, but they don't give away a championship ring for spring training in the Cactus League or in the Grapefruit League, so why is the NBA Summer League any different? I don't know. Seems a little bit ridiculous. But that's the last headline I have for you on our show near here today. Uh, next up, again, we'll visit with K-State senior offensive lineman Cooper Beebe. And following that, we sit down with the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. So stick with us. You're listening to In the Zone on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL and 106.7 FM.
Welcome back to Big 12 Football Media Days here from AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Jackson Schneider on 1150 KSAL. Pleased to be joined by Kansas State senior offensive lineman, preseason first team All-Big 12-er Cooper Beebe. And Cooper, the last time we were here almost on this exact spot, <laughs> some pretty special things happened, man. Does it seem surreal to be back at the scene of, of a Big 12 championship? Yeah, it was crazy. You know, when you when we walked in today, you know, all the memories came back. You know, all the confetti, all the fans cheering. You know, it's just an unreal moment. Like you said, you know, we're right here where the goal line stand yeah. happened and game-winning field goal. So it's just uh, un unbelievable to be back. It's it's such a cool thing. And l when I walked in, like, I'm, it's always kind of a big deal. You walk into a stadium like this and your jaw kind of hits the floor. But when I found out where my table was, that was the first thing I thought of. As I, <laughs> the last time I was here, one of the biggest plays I have ever seen in a college football game happened on this spot. And then the next thing I knew, there was confetti all over the place and it was a crazy scene and my dad was popping champagne in the parking lot. <laughs> all that sort of stuff. But uh, tell me, now that you've had a little bit of time to kind of unpack all of that and the work that went into it, what did last year mean to you? I mean, I think it meant everything just to know all the hard work we put in last year, you know, finally paid off. You know, we were looking for a Big 12 championship and we accomplished that. Um, now coming into this year, you know, we got to put that in the past. You know, we're trying to, you know, one of the big sayings that we have now is raise the bar. You know, we're trying to do even more to elevate our game. You know, we're looking – pass you know obviously we want to repeat a big 12 championship but you know we're looking to see if we can you know try for a national championship this year now does does the fact that tcu made a run to a national championship game and you guys beat them in the big 12 championship is that kind of like a point of motivation like hey they got that far and we can beat them that means we're capable of getting to heights like that yeah absolutely um you know i think one of the one of the things that you know people don't kind of take for granted is you know there's a lot of good teams in the Big 12 I don't think people kind of give the Big 12 their due um, and to see TCU go that far you know knowing that we beat them um, it definitely gives us motivation and just even going in you know I know Alabama didn't go the way we wanted to but you know just to see you know how we started you know it, that's they're you know the top of college football to know you know we can hang with those guys you know we definitely have that confidence. Now I wanted to ask about this season because you mentioned raising the bar and that kind of being the mantra what has the work been like this off season and what this team has been doing to raise the bar and make sure you guys end up back here in December and try to repeat as champions I think it's just you know every, the little bit extra you know whether that is getting extra position work you know extra recovery um, extra film work it's just upping it just a little bit more than last year you know you'd be surprised you know like for me you know working on my steps a little bit more than I did last year comes you know you do it continuous continuous and that's where you really elevate your game so there's nothing nothing too special it's just doing the extra stuff you know that other teams don't do now for you there's a lot of talk about what may be coming next after Kansas State how do you focus on yourself and improving things like that that's going to help you maybe take that next step in the future to a place maybe like a stadium that we're sitting in right now um, yeah, I think for me, you kind of just got to block out the noise and kind of focus on me. Um, you know, I, obviously you hear all, all the rumors, you know, people tell me all the time, oh, you should have went pro, you should have went pro like that. You know, I just didn't feel like, you know, it was my time yet. Uh, I feel like I still had some things I wanted to work on. So just making sure that I focus on this upcoming season, having a great year is really on top of my mind. Now, Kansas State has a great history of 
producing NFL linemen and ones that not not only play in the NFL but play for a very long time in the NFL. Is that something that you've realized? Do you have any relationships with maybe some previous K-State offensive linemen that have moved on to the next level? Um, yeah, so one of the dudes, um, B.J. Finney, um, actually was on the Catbacker tour with me. Um, you know, we've become great friends. Um, and even I talked to Dalton, you know, here and there. Um, and just, you know, like a lot of a lot of my film work is on, on the guys like that. You know, there's linemen before me that have done it, like you said, at a high level. So I kind of try to take, you know, some of the stuff I watch from them and put it into my own game. I love it. Now, again, we're visiting with Cooper Beebe, Kansas State senior offensive lineman who was a first-team All-Big 12 honoree from both the coaches and the AP for the last two seasons. And all that said, you've got this internal rivalry that I want to talk about a little, and I know it is because I have siblings, but your brother <laughs> is now on the roster. Do you get to kind of rub in his face like, hey, you better listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. I know what it takes to win now that you're in, in the locker room with him? Um, I wouldn't say almost rub it in. I think, you know, now it's got to the point where, you know, he respects that what, I, what I've done. And, you know, I always say that I want my younger brother to be better than I was. So he's really taking in, you know, all the teaching I'm giving him. And, you know, it's, I'm not trying to rub, you know, success in his face. But, I, you know, I do at times like, hey, like, this is what it takes to be great. You know, you, especially like, you know, when we're running during the summer, I'm like, hey, you got to push it that extra mile if you want to be great. And just different stuff like that. And he's very open to it, really wants to learn, really wants to be a great player. So it's it's pretty nice having a brother on the team. Yeah, it's it's got to be awesome, right? Like you, you grow up playing probably football with him in the backyard and, and running around. And I know that your parents love to watch both of you play growing up. And now they get to come and do it on the biggest stage on, you know, a Power 5 level at the Big 12 Conference, and you guys are going to be wearing the same jersey and, and all that stuff. How, how cool is that for you? It's a surreal moment. You know, I, I hope one time this season, you know, if we're beating a team bad and he gets in, that maybe, you know, I could play next to him. Pretty cool. Just to get that experience, you know, I, I bet you Coach, Coach Riley would, would <laughs> do that at some point. But, no, yeah, it's just a surreal. Just getting to see your brother every day, I think, just mentally when, you know, even just seeing family every day is huge just for me too. Again, Cooper Beebe is our guest here on In the Zone at Big 12 Football Media Days talking with the Big 12 Football Champion Kansas State Wildcats. Now, there are three other guys that are here with you today on your team in two of them on defense, Daniel Green and Kobe Savage, and the other guy is one that's going to be pretty popular, I would say, today, <laughs> your quarterback, Will Howard. And uh, what can you tell me about all three of those guys and what they bring to your team and, and how they've helped you guys get to a stage like this? Yeah, first off, I mean, they're just tremendous people. Um, great, Obviously great football players. And one of the biggest things is all those guys show great leadership. You know, we have two great you know captains uh, you know on the on the defensive side that bring you know bring that experience bring that leadership help bring those guys along obviously you got a quarterback that has the experience now brings that leadership and i mean they're just they're just dogs i mean they're going to give you every, everything they got you know they're going to go after dude's throats they're going to give it their all so yeah they bring a fire to our team all right cooper before i let you go i i do this thing called a three and out and i know that's like nails on a chalkboard for an offensive lineman to hear the phrase three and out but it's just a fun way to phrase three questions and then I'll let you go and, and enjoy yeah. the rest of your day here at AT&T at Stadium but the first question I have for you is 
looking at the rest of the Big 12, you know, we're, t we're talking about four new teams joining the league this year and that it may be deeper than it's been in a very long time because of that. What game on the schedule this year are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I know, honestly, this is probably going to be a cliche question but or answer, but I'm just looking forward to the first game. You know, it, it's the off season sucks when it comes to working <laughs> out and then fall camp. And once you get to the season, I mean, that's that's really where the enjoyment of football comes. So you know, and you know, we can't overlook anybody. We got a tough, you know, non-con schedule this year. So I'm just looking forward to getting getting out there in front of the fans for the first game. All right, and with you being a veteran on the offensive line, and you you've done what it takes to to build this team up to what it's been now as a big 12 champion i know you've been passing along a lot of wisdom to some of those younger guys like your brother and, and other guys that are vying for playing time this fall what's the biggest tip that you've given some of the younger guys on the offensive line honestly you know one of the things that i had to learn is is confidence goes a long way um you know my first game when I started, unfortunately, you know, I gave up two sacks versus Arkansas State. You know, wasn't wasn't in a good headspace. Um, but then, you know, I finally started to build that confidence, and now, you know, I, I my confidence is all time high. And you'd be surprised how much if you go out there, play confident, know your training. You know, it's it's just tremendous. You know what you can do. So I think just passing that along that you know you got to go out there and believe you can do it. Believe you're better than those guys, and and it'll take you a long way. All right, last question I've got for you, Cooper. If you could play any sport at Kansas State outside of football, what would you play? Um, well, if I was good, I would play golf. Uh, <laughs> But, no, um, honestly, I would throw the shot put. I really enjoyed throwing the shot put um, in high school. Um, I have our school record still at, at Piper. So that was one of the things in the offseason I enjoyed. You know, you go to track meets, you, you throw, you know, at the beginning, and then you get to walk around and talk to people. So <laughs> it was always a good time. But, no, I'd definitely say shot put for sure. Awesome. Cooper Beebe, Kansas State senior offensive lineman, thank you so much for the time. Good luck this fall. We'll talk to you again soon. Yep, thanks for having me. Awesome stuff. Again, Cooper Beebe for the Kansas State Wildcats here at Big 12 Football Media Days. That interview brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. Feeling pressured by credit card debt? Tackle it now with a low-interest loan from Great Plains Federal Credit Union. That's Great Plains Federal Credit Union with locations in Salina, Abilene, McPherson, and Hillsborough. Member NCUA. Welcome back to In The Zone here on Sports Radio 1150 KSAL 106.7 on the FM dial as well. Jackson Schneider at the goal line of AT&T Stadium joined by the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Wyatt, the spot that you are sitting almost exactly one of the most iconic plays now in K-State football history which will live on in infamy forever Yes. took place when the K-State defense held Kendra Miller by inches out of the end zone, leading to a Big 12 championship right in this very stadium. And now here we are a few months later getting ready to uh, watch the Wildcats defend that title. How cool is it to be back knowing what took place here in December? You would be shocked, Jackson, and it's good to be on with you again, by the way, but you would be shocked how many people have asked me about that in <laughs> just the last day and a half. And it's really been a great thing because you reflect back. Not that I don't always, 
But that was such an incredible game, such an incredible moment in time in K-State football history. And then, of course, with, with hearing you know Coach Kleiman and visiting with some of the, the players today, it's even more <laughs> vivid, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it was just such an incredible, incredible experience. And, and I think people will be talking about that game for many, many years to come. It literally, truly was one of the best Big 12 title games of all time. There, we've been lucky to see several over the last couple of years that have really lived up to that expectation. <laughs> and I'm right there. I think it was better than all of them just because of what was on the line. And TCU, knowing what they ended up doing, winning the semifinal, going to the national championship, and knowing the trajectory of K-State's season. I mean, to win the championship in that fashion when – a few months prior, there was a frustrating loss to Tulane, which mm -hmm. ended up winning a pretty significant game on this very field as well a few no months question. later. But yep. just a, a crazy story arc of last season. And now here we are watching four different players and a coach for Kansas State be the most popular guys in the building right now. And it's just kind of surreal, surreal to see. It is surreal to see. And let me say this before I jump in and kind of attack that, okay? Let's go back to the Tulane game. I think it proved out over time that Tulane was misread by everybody. Yeah. And they were really, really good. That's the obvious statement. Here's one that I think probably should be talked about more. I think that game, as much as it stung and really hurt, looking at it in retrospect was maybe a positive for K-State yeah. from this perspective. It hurt them. They hated it. They did a quick reset, and they were a different team after that. And they were as quickly as the next week at Oklahoma. Yeah. I, I've never really been a big believer that, you know, great things happen from losses. But there were a lot of great things that happened later after that setback is, is the point yeah. here. And I think it made them a closer team and eventually a better team, and you saw what happened. Yeah. Now, with the group that's here, you know, Coach Kleiman and I were talking about this a little while ago. Hard to fathom, really, that this is year five. It goes so yeah. fast. But I, I think everybody listening that appreciates Kansas State football or even follows it, maybe you're a Jayhawk fan, have to tip your cap to the guy saying, well, what a job he's done at Kansas State. I mean, I don't know that anybody thought, you know, that, that K-State football going into 2023 would be setting where it is at yeah. based on where K-State was when, when he was going through the COVID year, as an example. Yeah. He's really consistent at what he does. And the player representation here uh, at AT&T, I, th I think, shows you, and Coach mentioned this at his presser, shows you a little bit what K-State football is all about, not just from – a talent standpoint, but the type of young people they are. It, it, Cliché-ish, yes. yes. But you're not going to find though. four better guys than the guys that are representing Kansas State football here today. Absolutely. I, yeah. I've So far, I've sat down with Cooper Beebe and Kobe Savage, and Will Howard and Daniel Green are, are have appointments with me here later on this, uh -huh. this afternoon. But so far, right on cue with that because they are two of the most genuine individuals who care not only about – what they are trying to accomplish themselves and getting to the next level, but they deeply care about what they're helping to build that will last at Kansas State. And I think that kind of says a lot more about the culture that Coach Kleiman has created 
than anything. It's just how those young men kind of carry themselves and what they are trying to build, and it's, it's really resonated with me. Well, let me say just a, a thing or two about each guy, if you don't mind. Absolutely. One, how great it is to have Kobe back. That was disheartening in a major way when he went down in, in Waco last mm-hmm. year. Superb young man, great smile, big hitter, really good football player. So there's Kobe. Cooper, I'm, I'm so happy he came back because he probably would have been an early to mid-second round pick had he gone out. But I think he wanted to have a final year and a year with his younger brother yeah. who's coming in. He's one of the really fine football players. He, he could be an All-American this year, no question about it, and probably will be. So there's, there's two of the four. Then you get into Daniel Green, and I'm so thrilled that he decided to come back for year six. Daniel's one of the more undervalued football players, I believe, not only in K-State Nation, but in the entire Big 12. The dude can really play. Yeah. He's, he has made himself, over the course of time, a really good player. And then Will, I, I think everybody knows his story as well as, as anyone on our football team in that he's been through so much and it's only made him bigger, better, stronger, whatever you want to say. Uh, really, really fantastic young man. And I, I'm, I'm just here to tell you, if he stays healthy, uh, he absolutely will be one of the best football players in this league in 2023. He's that good. I, I fully believe it, yeah. especially with the growth that took place with him last year because, yep. as you mentioned, he's he's been through a lot. You know, he was thrust into action, I think, far earlier than he or this coaching staff would have wanted with no the question. injuries to Skylar Thompson. And then last year, you know, you go into it early thinking, okay, this is going to be his year. We're going to go into him. And then Adrian Martinez gets brought in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of players in today's day and age wouldn't like that. And They'd would have been out the go, door. Yeah, go elsewhere. Yeah. But the biggest – welcomer of Adrian Martinez was none other than Will Howard and look what it built him into last year too it's it's one of the best things uh, you know I what? remember I've been covering K-State football on a daily basis since 2002 and and I have to compliment both Will and Adrian for how they handled last year there's no chance K-State would have been Big 12 champions a year ago had those guys not handled that the way they did. It could not have been easy. Both are hugely competitive guys. Both wanted to be the guy, and yet looked at what they did. Yeah. They handled all situations about as well as you possibly could. They rooted and cheered for each other. They stood up for, for one another. Um, that, that said so much to me, and, and I, I will always have <laughs> a, a pretty special place in my heart for Adrian because – I would tell you he was a really good football player at Nebraska. Maybe mistake-prone a little bit from time to time, and they didn't have the success that he wanted. But one thing I think I can safely say and feel really good about it is he loved his one-year experience at Kansas State. And At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Would he have preferred to stay healthy all the way through? Absolutely, of course. But what a neat young guy. And, again, Will – in the back half of last year, he was playing at a very, very high level, probably Absolutely. as good as any quarterback yeah. in conference, this side of Max Duggan, maybe even as good as Duggan in some, some days. There were, there were, I watched two 
games from last season. It's how hungry I am for football season <laughs> to get here. But I watched the TCU game, Yep. and I was so impressed with how he performed in that game, not only just with the stage it was, but just the overall performance with how sure. he executed. He took care of the That's ball right. very well. But I also watched the Oklahoma State game, and that was the one for me where everything just clicked for him. You know, and, and everything clicked for everything K-State that day with, with the competition and the way K-State won that game. But just to me, it said so much about his, you know, his arc and what all he had gone through and what it made him into just seeing those two games and saying now on July, what, 13th of 2023, that is one of the best quarterbacks maybe not just in the conference, but in all of the country. And it's just so exciting to see. If you look over your shoulder, you're going to see a guy back there by the name of Robert Allen, who's yeah. just one of my really dear friends in the league, and he's the sideline reporter for Oklahoma State football broadcasts. He and I were talking about this yesterday. He, he still has nightmares about Will Howard from last year. <laughs> <laughs> Those are his words, not mine. But, but he was hugely complimentary of Will and the job that he did. Uh, and, and I said to him, I said, look, I, I understand what you're saying. You guys haven't taken many butt whoopings like that. And, and Will was fabulous. That yeah. I think Will, when his K-State career is over, will look back on that game as much as, as any this side of the, the TCU championship <laughs> game. Don't you? I, I, I really believe he will. Yeah, that was, yeah. it was amazing. And I, I remember back <clears throat> against Oklahoma State in 20, I believe it was 2020, when – he K-State led at halftime, mm -hmm. but there was a play where he got sacked and fumbled and Oklahoma State returned it for a touchdown. Right. To go from that moment to now last season and the vindication of what he did that game, I, I just felt like, you know, what more can you ask for from a guy to make the leaps and bounds from one next just in two short years? I think they're – we could talk about Will for hours, and I know you don't have that much time, but let me just say this. I, I really mean this sincerely. I, I think there are a lot of things that I admire about Will Howard, stick to his toughness. And we said it a moment ago, when Adrian came in, he could have walked. He could have gone other, other places, but he loves K-State and, and stayed and clearly has no regrets because of the way last year ended. But it's more, his story is so much more than that in terms of how he has grown as a person and as a player. And, and I mean this honestly. I, I think he is undervalued in so many ways on all of the things that he brings to the table, including his thinking processes in the game of football. He's really football smart. And if, if you talk to the K-State coaches, they just glow about how yeah. he has worked in all of, the, all of the areas, like footwork and release and angles and all of those kind of things that he cares about. And it's just over the course of time, he's morphed into a really, really solid football player, man. He, he has. Again, our guest here on In the Zone, Wyatt Thompson, the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, here from Big 12 Football Media Days. And, Wyatt, the big storyline surrounding – the media days this year is the newcomers, mm -hmm. you know, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. And last night, I know you got to get together with some of the newcomers on the broadcast side. So what can you tell me about those broadcasters and what they've already taught you about these new schools and what they'll add to the league? Really exciting night for 
all of us that have been together and become friends over the years, whether it's John Morris at Baylor or Craig Way at Texas, myself and Stan, you know, wh- whoever it might be, uh, I've, I've known some of those guys for a while. Uh, Mark at, at UCF was at our place not that many years yeah. ago, you might remember, and he's a really nice man and does a good job. It rained a lot that day. I yes, think. it did. <laughs> <laughs> and he was talking about that sky, you know, yeah. and how crazy that was. And I, I said, hopefully we won't have that kind of a delay for you when you come <laughs> this fall. Uh, I, I'm anxious for him and for UCF. I think they are they have so much potential with being in – in the middle of a, an incredible state, and and uh, that that's so chock full of great talent. Yeah, they're they're going to fit into this league just fine. I've known Greg Rubel at BYU for a long time. Excellent, excellent man and broadcaster. I, I think you know BYU is one of those that y- you can't really replace the brand that is Texas and Oklahoma, and yet I think BYU with their brand is is pretty national and international in their own way. Yeah, you know we we've seen Houston basketball wise right now they're off the charts and football we all know Dana Holgerson he's been in this league for a long time so that's pretty cool so I mean all the way through there Cincinnati's one that I know Luke Fickle is gone now but boy he really got them back on the map and and coach Satterfield I think will do a good job so you know even though it stings losing Texas and Oklahoma they made the decisions that they made and I think we've proven even before these four play a big 12 game that that's old news now and this league is just perfectly fine yeah and will continue to be perfectly fine moving forward and i'm proud of that yeah i i I don't think you know the original thought was that oh the big 12 is going to have this gap this grand canyon sized hole they're going to try to fill without texas and oklahoma and i think like you said already they're going to be just fine just sure i've i've talked to athletes, coaches, associate ADs from each of those new schools. Yeah. And just in, in talking with them, they I agree completely. They are a perfect fit. They're going to be fine. And I'm excited to see what they can grow into sure. on a, a platform like this. So it'll certainly be a ton of fun. But, Wyatt, um, before I let you go, I've been doing this thing called the three and out here at cool. Media Days. Let's so do I've it. got three quick questions for you to let our listeners get to know you as a, as a person a little bit more. But – I've been asking a lot of players about their game day routines and like mm-hmm. the music they listen to or the food that they eat. What is your pregame routine <laughs> like? Well, it's probably going to be quite a bit different than that. <laughs> uh, music is rarely involved. Um, but let's, let's say the game is at 11 a.m. Okay, I'm probably going to be up and at the stadium by around 6.30-ish. Wow maybe a quarter to seven at the latest. I'm one of those guys that I don't like fighting traffic, either coming in or going out of uh, Bill Snyder Family Stadium, and I'm an early guy anyway. I kind of My routine would be more like I park in the, in the uh, uh, north lot of Veneer, and so I kind of wind my way through, and I usually go to my office, which is on the other end of the stadium, on the south end in the Shamrock Zone, and, you know, grab a few mm-hmm. things and then head to the press box. And, you know, I, I always have a, a couple of two or three meetings set up with whether it's the the play-by-play or the radio crew or whatever of the visiting team, or maybe a, a, a beat writer or what have you, and some of the K-State people that I talk to. Uh, and then just kind of settle in, and, and the next thing you know, boom, it's 9 o'clock and you're on the air. Yeah. So there's not a, a – 
it, it, it is a that's kind of an odd routine, but it's kind of the way I do it. Yeah, I, I I'm an early person when I do broadcast. I'm not quite that not quite early. that early. Okay, <laughs> I don't well, think okay. I have to fight quite the traffic that you do when I'm going to Salina Stadium. So that's right. Yeah, a little right. bit different. Sure. But question number two. Now that we have talked so much about last season and the Big 12 championship outside of that. And you know what? I'll, I'll take both Big 12 championships because I know you've seen a couple now. Sure. Outside of those, what is your favorite K-State football game that you've ever broadcast? Wow. That's really hard because usually when I get asked, that they, they want to know, is it the 3 win against Oklahoma? Is it winning in 12 at home against Texas when K-State clinched there or this last year on this field as we talked about? Um. This may sound a little odd, but it might be a uh, the, the first, uh, for me, uh, my first K-State KU football broadcast. I, I looked so forward to that uh, back in 2002, and it was a big-time K-State win in Lawrence, I, which I felt think, really, really good. I think 64? it was 64-0. Yeah, yeah. I, was at, I was just a little tyke, but uh-huh. I remember I have a picture of the scoreboard with my dad in, that, in the background, <laughs> yeah. and that – Oh, my goodness. Most people would yeah. choose a 35-34 game, right? <laughs> and here I am picking 64 nothing. But it was more about the moment in time. Yeah. You know, Bob That's... Davis was the play-by-play voice at Kansas then. Dear friend, great human being, you know, all of that stuff. And, and you know, I grew up on K-State versus KU, right? Yep. And so that was something that I had hugely looked forward to. And uh, to win like that there was, was awesome. And I'll never forget it, honestly. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I, I see. I take out the big ones because those I feel like when there's a trophy that gets hoisted in the end, oh, it that's a holds, big deal. Holds yeah. a little bit more weight than others. <laughs> so you got to sure. even the playing field because I know you've called some some real good ones. Yeah. But the last one is in your time as voice of Kansas State. There have been a lot of highs and some lows uh-huh. and, and some mixtures in between. But right now. What is it like to be the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, considering not just football, but the basketball, the, the all-around developments of the university and its athletics department? What is it like to say, I am the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats in that situation? You're getting me emotional here. Um, l- let me go back in time a little bit. One of my greatest days was calling and telling my parents that I got the job at K-State. Okay? Yeah. So that's the groundwork for the start of the answer. That was one of my greatest days. No question. So happy, so proud, so excited. And now here we are, 21 going into 22 years later. Um, I've experienced, as you said, a lot. But I don't know that the excitement, and I'm not necessarily even talking about my excitement, but the excitement that surrounds K-State athletics right now starting at the top with Gene Taylor, with, with those two major sport coaches, with Jerome Tang, Chris Kleiman, what's going on with facilities and fundraising and all of those things at K-State. It's easy for me to sit here and say this, but I'm so proud to say it. There's probably never been a better time to be a Wildcat fan than right now. Is that Does that make sense Absolutely. at all? It does, yeah. and I, I love it. And I, I see, you know, with my job, I'm fortunate enough to at least be allowed a seat to watch all the growth from an hour sure. down the road, you yeah. know, and I see and hear what my friends and my family say about how they're excited mm-hmm. and how things are going no and doubt. how proud they are. And I know 
that that stuff rings deep and true with what you get to do with your job. And, and so I, I just had to pick your brain I've, about what that's like. I've done 21 seasons of sports at K-State, and I've never done a single volleyball broadcast. But I bring that up because that facility is getting ready to open up. And I don't know if you saw it, but the other day the volleyball team got to walk through that thing. And you're going to love it when you see it. To, to experience that and be around those types of athletes that I am on a daily basis – dude it does not get better than that you know it just doesn't and and I think we're all proud of where where K-State is at where they're headed our our future is extremely bright and and as we talked about a second ago the league is so exciting for us right now Um, I think we fit right into that and uh, uh, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing this so I, I mean this sincerely. I, uh, and I'm not saying I'm quitting tomorrow. I don't mean it that way. Or, or I'm going to be around 10 years from now. I don't, probably somewhere in between. <laughs> but going to work every day for me is, uh, is pretty special, especially when I'm driving in there and, and parking in those facilities. Because you know where I park? I park right on the north edge of that brand-new indoor football facility, man. And I look at that thing and I go, great day to be a Wildcat. <laughs> How's that for a long answer? That's a fantastic. <laughs> that's exactly what I wanted. I, I could not have pictured a better answer. And I, I was cooking up these because I knew when I, I my dad lives not far away, but I'm mm-hmm. staying with him. So I'm driving to the stadium today, and I'm thinking I'm going to talk to Wyatt today. I got to cook up some good ones. <laughs> I can't just ask him, you know, what what his favorite song is that he listens to, which right. I learned some players are a lot bigger Taylor Swift fans yesterday oh, than I thought. I'll bet, but but. Uh, you know, those are better answers coming from, from you, and, I, and I'm, I'm very glad to have gotten to sit down with you and take the time out of your busy, busy day here in, in Dallas. But thank you so much, Wyatt, for the time. Always my pleasure talking to you, young man. I appreciate you very much. Thank you. Awesome. Wyatt Thompson, voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, here from Big 12 Football Media Days, brought to you by Abilene Machine. If your farm equipment is staring down fourth and long, turn to Abilene Machine to get back in the game. Shop their championship lineup of ag replacement parts online at abilenemachine.com. That's abilenemachine.com.